You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome to episode 26 of BNI, the Australian story. My name is Veronica here in mask wearing Victoria, Australia, and I'm here with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Well, we may be in uh, lockdown wearing masks here, but at least the sun's out finally in Victoria as we're recording this. So uh, we're all a lot happier about what's going on. Well, I'm very happy that uh, we can still continue to deliver on our promise for a uh, fantastic podcast every week. This week is no difference. And for anyone who is listening, BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships. Relationships are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation, and our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals, even during COVID, even wearing masks. It doesn't matter. BNI is always there. Nothing stops us from doing business. And we're all over it. And that's probably timely to talk about our big event because this will be the last podcast going out before Australia's biggest BNI meeting, which is on Friday, the 7th of August. And we have the great man himself, the founder of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meister, as a special guest and presenting. So uh, if you haven't brought a ticket already, uh, look out for Australia's biggest BNI meeting on Eventbrite or go through uh, Strategic Co or check for the links in our Facebook page uh, and also whatever the uh, the advice that your executive director would have sent out. We have got a lot of people actually coming along to this. It's going to be huge, V. It's going to be great fun. There's only so there, well, there's only 500 tickets. I know we've sold a lot of those already, but there's 6,200 members in Australia. So when you think about it, there's only going to be a few people who are quick enough to get these tickets who not only get to spend time with Ivan, get to be part of a fantastic networking opportunity nationally, not just inside your own chapter or region, but you also get to help raise money for the BNI Foundation that goes towards children's education in Australia, in our own little country. Yeah, it's all kept local. So tickets are $10 each. There is a value. All proceeds go go to the foundation. And But if you want to have, have an opportunity, we're running a couple of breakout rooms with Ask the Founder Sessions with Dr Ivan Meisner. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, there's an extra a ticket for good, we've called it, and that's going to be $50 to buy that. And it's to charity, it's tax deductible, and you go in the draw to actually be one of the exclusive people there. So uh, we'll be drawing that out the day before the event, we'll let you know if you're in it. But, uh, yeah, buy the tickets. Thank you to uh, Strategic and Terence and the crew there for sponsoring us in this event also. We hope to see you all there. B and I will be there. And hopefully our guests here today will be. Oh, well, I hope so, because uh, unfortunately for all of our fantastic supporters and listeners of the podcast, you miss out on so much of of the conversations that we have prior to recording, but I'm really excited about hearing from our guest today as well and sharing her with all our listeners. Well, we're heading off to WA, but just off WA, this person's actually calling us from Rottnest, so she's surrounded by quokkas at the moment, uh, just... uh, (laughs) 
lapping at her feet, but we've got Suzanne Laidlaw with us here today. So welcome, Susan. Susan's been in BNI for 10 years. She's an action business coach, and she's in the BNI Western Edge chapter in Cottesloe, Western Australia. So welcome, Susan. Thanks for coming along. Thank you very much. It's um, it's a pleasure to be here. So call yeah. me Suzanne. Suzanne, Suzanne, sorry. Sorry. That's okay. What you gonna ask you'll, get used, you'll get used to me butchering the English, English language in, in this podcast. And uh, that, we'll, we? we'll find someone better one day. But uh, <laughs> Suzanne, congratulations too. First things first, you are a global award winner with Action Coach. So well yes. done. And Action Thank Coach is, is all around the world. So can you tell us a little bit what that was for? For doing the most amount of business plans in the world, I'm very um, passionate really about people getting clarity of what success looks like for them in their business and in their life and then reverse engineering a plan of what they actually have to do to to actually make that happen. And so I just happen to have done and helped a lot of people through that process of creating their, their business plan. Now, you are one of 90 action coaches globally. No, there's thousands globally. I think we're in about, we're clo- I think we're in close to 90 countries in the world. Right. Um, and there's, yeah, there's quite a lot globally. Well, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah. And Brad Sugars was actually um, an Aussie and, well, he still is an Aussie, even though he lives in um, the States, but he founded Action Coach more than 25 years ago because he actually, you know, identified that people, um, you know, people sometimes they can't see their own golf swing. And um, it's the same in B&I. You know, often we have to give feedback to people about, you know, how the relationship is occurring to us with the referrals they're giving us and things like this. So working with a business coach to help you get clarity of what success looks like is is no different to a member mentor working with um, members and how to help them to you know, get some some better visibility in BNI. Yeah, and Action Coach has always been a great partner of BNI, and I've been involved for twenty years. And there's always been Action Coach uh, involved in BNI, you know, over, over that last twenty years as well. Um, one of the traditions of our podcast, Suzanne, is we always mm-hmm. ask who invited you along and how'd you find out about BNI. Could you, so could you elaborate on that for us, please? Yes, it was. It was actually, but there was actually two two people that invited me to BNI. So the first one was um, I'm a triathlete, so I was cycling in a pack, and um, I said, as you do in a pack, going at 35k an hour with 40 other people within an inch from you, chatting away. And I said, I'm thinking of starting my own consulting business, doing business coaching. And he goes, Oh, well, you have to join BNI. And I was like, uh, BN what? And I don't have a pen with me. Um, we're going at 35k. Oh, well, you just have to do it. And I was like, okay, and totally forgot what the acronym was, couldn't remember. And then about a week later at an international coaching federation meeting where they announced the coaches of the year and it was the AGM and everything, this lady said to me, I would love to invite you along to this BNI breakfast. Um, and I was like, ah, that's that BNI. That's what I was told about. And I was, I was very excited because she was just being nominated the um, international ICF coach of the year and she's inviting me as a coach to her BNI chapter that she had a different seat in and I was absolutely you know gobsmacked to be invited and and experienced my first meeting and just couldn't believe how amazing it was and thought why didn't I know about this you know I'd had businesses previous I'd had I'd 
30 years of business experience. And I was like, why didn't anyone tell me about this before? I was like, I just loved it and clicked. There was connections with people and I was just uh, amazed and couldn't wait to join. So just to clear this up and for our listeners, Mm -hmm. that someone who was in the same coaching spectrum, a similar coaching spectrum as you, Yes, the abundance mentality to actually invite you along to their particular group to take up the slack of things that they didn't really specialise in? Yes, she was a coach, um, but she didn't have the coaching seat uh, at the time, but she was more of an executive coach and more of a, a person coach, whereas I'm very much a business coach. So I, you know, look at people's budgets, help them create a business plan, look at their profit and loss and things like that, whereas she wasn't involved in that side of business coaching. So uh, she just, um, you know, invited me along because she thought that um, I had enough credibility that she was prepared to introduce me to the chapter, which I was just so honoured that she did. Now, V, a lot of people just see business coach and say, well, that's taken yeah. We won't invite anyone else. Whereas, uh, you know, people who, who share that abundance mentality will say, well, you know, there's, there's enough work here for, for someone else. I can't take it all. Whereas people with a scarcity mentality will try and cover that off and say, no, no, they're not coming in. They're a coach. I'm a coach. Um, you know, we're after the same target market. But obviously from what, you know, that person, you were lucky you had a person with an abundance mentality actually invite you along to, to share the group with you. And obviously, I was lucky too to have a member like that because that's how chapters grow and they grow with really um, similarly minded people because mm-hmm. you have those people who want to bring other people in that are givers gain a philosophy. Yes. And I see that a lot in, in chapters um, that I've mentored over the years, particularly in the marketing space. I see often people with the scarcity mentality want to try and block the branding, block the website, block the SEO, block yeah. the social media because they want it all. But if they open the whole attitude of, you know, of, you know, giver's gain mentality and abundance mentality it's actually opening up the chapter to far far more opportunities and the more open and abundant they can be the more opportunities there are for everybody in the chapter including them and absolutely and we always teach that whoever comes through the door brings at least 200 of their personal contacts with them that they have a personal relationship with that they know Who'll be yes. uh, who'll be able to come along and share referrals, not just with them, but with the other members of the group. If everyone has that attitude, everyone's going to win the group. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's You're not going to deal with everyone there, but it's going to be possibilities for other people to do business there, other than you. And that's the giver's game mentality and abundance. It's a great. Yes. It's a great. Um, it's a great lesson for anyone who's listening too to invite people from your own industry, because as you said, Suzanne, when you have when you find someone else credible, and you're in that room with someone who's just won an award in a in an industry that you're respected and that you respect, then and they invite you to something, you're immediately open to it. So don't worry about inviting people from your own industry and feeling like there's not enough work to go around. They're your easiest visitors. And these people that are the members that are finding it hard to invite visitors, I think it's because they're trying too hard to invite different people, not the people that they know and already have connections with. 
Yes, exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is that uh, inviting visitors, I just, you know, think, uh, put the, the head head mindset on of when I'm pe- speaking to somebody, you know, would you like to be um, able to, you know, meet, you know, 30 or 40 business owners um, in this area? And they always say, yes, I, I've never, ever had a problem with inviting people because, and they've always thanked me profusely afterwards. And it's it's when I look back at how many people have got business from visitors that I've brought over the years, yeah. it's incredible. And 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 it's not for us to judge whether we think BNI is going to be right for them or not. Yeah. Um, that's nothing to do with it. The, the point is invite people along so that we can, you know, share our contact, share our trusted networks. Do business. Yeah, so- absolutely. So you, by the sounds of it, and we get a lot of these people on our podcasts who come along to a meeting and fill in an application straight away. What was the one thing that drove you across the line to actually say, hey, I want to be a part of this right now? I'm very much the, a type of person that, that looks for um, connections and, and verification. And the weirdest thing was was that the video, um, the 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 obviously the person who does the visitors mentoring afterwards he had the meeting with me and everyone kept saying to him oh you've just got married you know congratulations on the wedding on the weekend and you know he was a young lad and I said to him oh come on you must show me a picture of your bride and he got his phone out in the you know the mentor the visitor mentor meeting afterwards showed me a photo of his bride and I'm like this is so weird and he's like what and I said I'm her coach (laughs) <laughs> she worked for a government department oh, that I had a contract word. with to coach the um, the government department emerging leaders. And he goes, oh, my God, you're the coach. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're the guy. I remember <laughs> when she met you. you. She said, I found the one. What a great And story. he goes, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, that's a bit of a sign. There's, there's, you know, I already had that. He already had heard about me for three years as being you know, his wife's awesome coach. And so I was like, that's a sign. I'm filling up now. That's it. I'll sign the paperwork. That is awesome. Oh, so, so uh, <laughs> that's an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so coupled with the coach that invited me, I thought, well, if the coach of the year wants me here and, and my client's husband is here, that's two people who, who already I have credibility with. So I'll just sign up and did. Awesome. Now, on top of this, you've just released a new book. So um, congratulations, called What's the Plan? Um, So you've been writing that for the last seven years, I believe, and you've taken some of your learnings out of B&I to help you create that book. So can you tell us what's virtually driven uh, driven you to write a book and how B&I has actually worked into actually creating that book and, and sharing your experience? There's there's so many things that um, cross over from BNI and my book and BNI and business, and I think one of the first things that that I think about is how important planning is. And so often when we get a new member in BNI, um, they don't spend the time to sit down and think, okay, what is my plan for BNI? It should be part of your business plan. I'm going to have X amount of one on ones a week. I'm going to, you know touch and, and help X amount of new members, I'm, I'm going to contribute to, to a leadership role. So that's the first thing that I see is, is so um, 
reflective of of business is we need to have a plan of what success looks like for your business, but we also need to have a plan of what success looks like as far as the other things that you invest your time in in business with clients, with customer service, with BNI relationships as well. The other thing that really um, drove the way I wrote the book that's related to BNI is everyone remembers stories when people stand up and say they're 60 seconds or some chapters it's, it's you know, less. But when they give a story of an experience that was you know, touching and moving, people always remember that. I never forget a Cairo, and this would have been like seven or eight years ago talked about a child that was born that had a banana shaped head that was her 60 seconds I still remember that that the Cairo fixed that and the parents were forever grateful about that and that was just a BNI 60 seconds because it was a story I remember the baby with the banana head so um I have had a lot of experiences in my life where I've had massive life-threatening challenges financial challenges marriage challenges um lots of different challenges and so then I've had learnings from each of them and if I was just going to write a book about business planning it would be very dry and boring but what I've tried to do in my book is each chapter is a different challenging part of my life that relates to the learning directly in business so uh, that way I'm hoping that as business owners who are often very entrepreneurial very creative very um, visual uh, will remember the story and get the learning in, in their heart from the story at what they need to do differently in their business from reading that story. Fantastic. Yeah, so you've actually, um, from. let's talk about how you reverse engineer those things to, to achieve what you, what to, to achieve those plans. How do you actually look back, you, you talk about it in your book, how you re, re, reverse engineer those situations. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, because one of the things that I often say to people as, and, and the, the lady who helped me, who mentored or coached us to get this book, when I was looking at the, the title of the book, she said, What's, what do you say to people when you first meet them? And I always say, well, what's your plan? And the same is, is when a new member comes to the chapter, well, you know, what's your plan? You know, what do you want to achieve out of this? So, you know, with the book, like as an example, one of the chapters is, you know, looking at, are you working for the business or is the business working for you? Same with B&I. Are you expecting B&I to do all the work or, or are you working? You know, are you, are you contributing? And there was a stage in our business where my husband and I were running our business that I was given five years to live. I had a disease that was eating my insides. And we were very grateful that we'd worked so hard in our business. And this was one of my first experiences of business coaching. I had a business coach that helped us get our business to a stage where it could work for us. We put a, a manager in our business. We only had a small business. We had eight, eight staff, eight team members. So because my life was, um, was not going too well health-wise, we decided to put the manager um, in to run the business and we backpacked the world for a year. And so my learning in that chapter is, you know, if you were given five years to live, could you just take a year off and, and leave your business and have the business work for you? Have, have the business and, and the trust with the clients and the systems, um, you know, and the team working so well that you could still take an income and, and travel the world and spend some quality time with your family. Now, most people say, you know, I ask them to do a two-day business planning course and they go, I can't 
possibly take two days out of my business. And it's like, why not? You know, you, you talk to someone about joining BNO, oh, I can't have every, you know, Thursday morning off. Well, why not? You know, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's part of a business. Business is meant to give you a life, not just take it away from you. And, and it, so that's it's not taking time off your business either. And Brent always gets me with this every time we used to do a seminar. He'd say, "Who's taking time off from their business to be here?" And me, I had my my hand straight up. And he'd go, "Your this is your business. Yeah, if you think that you're taking time out of your business. You need to think about it differently." And I think that there's two things out of you. What you've just said: don't join BNI if you think it's fun and it's easy. No. If you're in business because you think it's fun and it's easy, you're going to get the same rude awakening, no matter whether it's B&I or your own business. And the second thing is if you don't have an hour and a half for B&I, then you can't have an hour and a half for your own business because you'll do more work and generate more income in that hour and a half than you will in a whole week of anything yes. you can do if you're doing yes. it the way the system intended. You don't even have to reinvent it. You don't even have to think about it. The plan's there for you. It's very, very simple. And, you know, we just had, you know, a little while ago, the Pareto Awards, you know, the 80-20 people, the people that, you know, um, the people that got 80% of the referrals, you know, um, from 20% of the members and this. And it was just really interesting looking at it because, you know, these are all of us, the, the, the top 20%, um, we're all people who we just follow the system. It's such an easy system to follow. And every meeting, you know, I have, I, I take my notes, I have my follow-through actions, I treat BNI as part of my business because it is to me one of the most important parts of my whole business process because um, that's you know that's where I have my trusted connections. That's one of the amazing thing, things we find with a lot of BNI chapters is 80% of the business comes from 20% of the members. And it yeah. really rings true with the Pareto principle. And very uh, much. And so many other things in life and in business uh, work like that as well. And I really love putting, you know, putting that to it. Like 80% of your business comes from 20% of your client base. And, then, you know, if you look back, it always seems to work out about that way. So it's yeah. amazing how that works and especially in B&I. And if you, look at the, if you look at the traffic lights and say, okay, well, you know, how you know would you like to you know have have more involvement of bni in your business well let's look at these top 20 percent of people up the top there in the green well they're getting 80 percent of the closed business so if you would like to have um a part of that 80 percent of closed business just um have to pop up there and do what they're doing look at what they're doing oh they're doing more one-on-ones oh they're giving more referrals oh funny that success leaves clues yeah <laughs> yeah, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing it's how it's not that works. complicated. It's very, very simple. Just follow the follow the formula. And if you and being a triathlete, you know you'd look around the same way as you know if you were training for a triathlon, you'd have goals and targets you'd need to meet to to train your body on the way. You just couldn't up and go. Okay, I want to do a triathlon next week. Exactly. Uh, you need, There's you need always to build up to it and follow the plan, follow the program and, yeah. and do, do your running, do your swimming, do your cycling and, and, and build that up, build that up as you go along and then taper even before the event, which is part of the plan as well. So, yes. uh, and it's the same with business. It's the same with B&I. You, mm-hmm. you really need to have that plan in place and do what you need to do to get success. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, so you really live the giver's game philosophy. Uh, not only but in B&I, but how's that gone on to the rest of your life? 
it's just really the way I was brought up. Um, being brought up in Western Australia, you know, from the age of, you know, probably four or five, my, my mother always brought me up with the philosophy of, um, you know, do a good deed, help other people. You know, we were we were born here in Western Australia privileged and, you know, it's, it's our duty to help others because not everyone is being born in such a privileged place. And, you know, from that learning, it went on to become part of the, the Brownie Guides and the Scouts and the, all of that. And I was a volunteer there. And then when I got involved in business, um, you know, I got involved with a charity, um, Opportunity International, which is about helping people in third world countries with microfunding. And, and that's all about, again, the givers gain mentality. And then luckily, 10 years ago, I found out about BNI. So it's been the same thread the whole way through. The more we give, the more we want to help, the more abundance mentality we have, the more gratitude we get, the more we get back every single day, a thousand times more. How important, Suzanne, would you say it is for membership committees to uh, look at a person's application and make sure that BNI aligns with their personal values? It, it's very, very important, very important, because the thing is, if somebody's uh, only in for themselves and they're only there to see what they can get and they are maybe uh, a brand new business that is is got no business acumen they're very short of time and oh they're, they're desperate to grow their business maybe be a nice time for them because they're just so desperate um to get the business that they're actually they're they're not in that abundance mentality and so i you know i would far I think it's far more important for people to understand the power of how important it is to have that giver's gain philosophy aligned with what they're doing. And so if they're not in the abundance mentality, if they're not living the law of reciprocity, if they don't have that as a value and they're not interested in actually living that, they're probably not a good fit. They're great as a visitor or they're great to refer some of their clients or, you know, something like that. But I think far better to to vet them properly than have a member come and then, oh, I didn't get anything out of it. And yes. better for them too, Brent, isn't it? Because you want that member experience to be one where they're, they're loving it from the time that they join, not hating it from the time that they join. Yeah. Des yeah desperation is not referable. If someone's, no. des if someone's desperate, people, people don't trust to refer them. No. If someone seems desperate for the business, they, they don't feel that that person is going to do the right thing by them. So, yeah, desperation is not referable in my book. So we need to just about wrap it up, Suzanne. So it's been great to have you on. Uh, <laughs> We've been talking for, for hours. I know. I know. I'm not even, I'm producing today. I'm not even timing this. So I don't know how long we've gone. So um, Thank you. we always ask all our guests for a success tip and you've been a really successful member. You really um, believe in B&I. So what could you share as a success tip for our members today? I would say the biggest success tip for me, I mean, obviously living the, the giver's game philosophy is a, is a given, so I'm not going to say that, but is to every, the beginning of every month, I, I, I write down and track what I need to make sure I do and I tick them off as I do them so that I make sure that my plan at the beginning of the month is is my plan is 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 empty as far as you know the slate is clean okay the minimum is four one to ones i always try and plan for around six to eight so 
that's a tick box. That's my plan is my one-to-ones. Referrals, that goes back to zero again. My plan is to generally give, you're meant to give one a week. I plan to give two. So that's my goal is eight. And then my CEU points, well, we're meant to do one a week. Well, I plan to double that. So sometimes I might do six or eight. So that goes back to zero again. And then every time I do one of them, I quickly jot it down and then I log it. If I don't have time to log it, I just jot it down. Great, that's another one, tick off. That's another one, tick off. And so my plan or my tip is the system is so simple. Those four key areas, just, you know, track them, have that goal if you can go for the minimum or double the minimum, even if you just do the minimum, you'll be up in the top 20%. So it's just that successful clue is so easy to follow and you'll be just so successful way beyond your wildest dreams. Wow, that's awesome. I'd like to congratulate Suzanne on finally making it because I've made a list here. We've got business owner, um, book author, triathlete, award-winning coach, a member, a very successful BNI member, and finally now one of our guests on the BNI Australian story. So, congratulations! Thank you. And, and Suzanne Laidlaw, thank you. The books. What's your plan? Where can people buy it? I've got a website where they can just buy it off the website in Australia because then I can post it out to them. And it's just called whatsyourplanbook.com.au. All lowercase, all one word. Whatsyourplanbook.com.au. Fantastic. Thank you. And enjoy the quokkas on Rottnest at the moment. Thanks. And uh, we can, it's the furthest we can probably go overseas at the, at the present yeah. time. And uh, <laughs> for those of you listening, Suzanne was supposed to be in Rio at the, uh, at, in Brazil in the action com- at the action conference at the yep. moment, but uh, she can't go and uh, she's gone overseas to Rottnest Island, which is a beautiful place anyway. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. Veronica. <laughs> You know something, after all of this has, uh, has, has uh, died down a little bit in the world, everyone will be very excited to get in the caravan and go to the local caravan park. As much as Rio sounded very exciting, I think uh, just to be able to walk out my door without a mask on these days, that'd be pretty exciting. We can't even go to Phillip Island at the moment. <laughs> no. That's, that's okay. You know, so we've got nothing to complain about as long as uh, we're just trying to stay healthy and looking after the community. But Brent, um, I just wanted to talk to you very quickly on Go for Green Coordinator because I think that's got a lot of synchronicity uh, to what Suzanne was talking about today in terms of helping our members stay in the green. So for any Go for Green Coordinators that are looking to come in on the next changeover, what would be your advice to them? Go for green coordinators and motivators. They need to be someone who's who's living the B&I life, who's, who's working through it at the moment. We've got birds in the background. It must be your place, Veronica. It might be at Suzanne's, actually. No, I'm inside because the crows here are very noisy. And I, yeah, I think we're getting them through. But uh, you, go for, you go for green coordinator. is someone who, who really walks the talk, uh, who's in the green now and can help motivate people to actually do what they need to do uh, to be into the green, and that could be power of one, and, and getting those people up because the traffic lights is uh, tracks activity, and the theory behind B and I, if you do the activity, the results will come. So if you don't, as Suzanne taught us today, if you if you don't do the activity, you won't get the results. So being in the green is all about making sure you do the activity that's going to achieve success within B and I, and the coordinator is there to motivate those people, put put things in place uh, to help them actually achieve. Green in your chapter, and the green chapter is attracts more people, makes more money. It's a lot easier to run, 
and has a lot more successful members. Yeah, that's fantastic. So anyone who's listening, who's thinking about uh, putting their hand up for Go for Green Coordinator, um, please let them listen to this podcast and be inspired by Suzanne today. Uh, Brent, just let us know what your tip for the week is. Okay, my tip for this week, I have actually six tips on networking to, uh, to help you all today. So first tip is number one, you're always networking. So no matter where you are, treat as a networking opportunity. When you've got people around you, uh, remember that you're always networking. Number two is networking is about building relationships for the long term. There's no quick fix, okay? So you are building relationships that you can draw on in the future. Number three is when you're networking, remember to be memorable. So avoid being too beige. Uh, remember to be memorable during your networking. Number four is the only way you build credibility and trust is to be consistent with everything you do. So if you consistently do what you say you're going to do and you're consistent along that way, you'll build credibility and trust. Number five is know why you network and know what you want from it. And as our guest said today, you need an actual plan around your networking, know what you want to achieve before you get into it. And number six is know your core brand and always be consistent with that particular brand. So, uh, you know, even though you may do other things, if you start promoting other things, you may confuse your core audience and actually lose a bit of credibility with that. So be consistent with your core brand. And that's our six networking tips, V. I think they're fantastic tips and great advice for any members who have been with us for a while or might be thinking of coming to join our fantastic organisation. That was episode 26 of BNI, The Australian Story. We hope to see you at Australia's biggest BNI meeting on the 7th of August. But until then, thanks, Brent. Thanks, V. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you very much.